0: 18
1: plus. Welcome to Starfleet Universe On Call. I am Paul Franz, owner of Franz Games, of an SFB Online, FedCom Online, and Starfleet Warlord. Just do mind how it joins you with TalkCast every Thursday, starting at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You could either call on the phone, just call 605 444 just follow the directions, call ID is 17702, or you can participate on the web, just go to the talks website at www.talkshow.com slash And search for call ID one seven seven zero two. or if you want the best online experience go to twitch.tv yes twitch.tv slash sfu on call and you will join you can join us there and you'll see the lovely my lovely face on the on the broadcast and also be able to talk to the wonderful people in the chat room there's quite a few people there it's always nice to see them and See them chatting, even though sometimes it's not about me. Because, you know, everything's about me. But anyway, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, while it still exists, you can you can follow me on SFU on call. Or you can also follow my personal account, Paul Franz. And, of course, I have my um, business account, which is Franz Games. And if you need to contact me via email, just use SFU. Use my email address at sfuoncall.com that's s-f-u-o-n-c-a-l-l at gmail.com also um this lovely talk cast gets to a podcast available on itunes and various other feeds around the net and some quick news from adb this week we have patrick is still working on the the orion master starship book so he's been busy working on that also found in the online store this week i found The SFB R4J Counter Sheet. I know it's probably been there for a little bit, but it's something that's newer to me because I think I I remember hearing about that. I just forget. It's one of those items that I figure I'd bring up to your attention because of, you know, that'd be one good way so you know what products that ADB has and has available. And the, the description is, these are the counters for the new alternative timeline product showing early development of warp technology by the Romulans. And the backside is pink, so you can have early Romulan civil wars if you wanted to. So that'd be kind of cool because I know we, I know um, ADB actually had some counters for a civil war. Um, many many years ago, they um, and that was during there was a, a civil war in the in the regular timeline. Um, there was a quick <laughs> civil war, uh, versus Remus, you know, those were the main uh, planets involved. But anyway, moving on, going forward, when it comes to, um, SFB online tournaments, Sapphire star 14 is still not open. Gene is, Patrick is waiting for Gene to give the, the thumbs up so that we can start the next edition of sapphire star tournaments moving on one forward to the online client I did release a quick update this past week to fix a problem with the chat area being just having a black background and there's no way of changing that so I, I reverted it back so that now it's a white background now unfortunately for the dark theme it's still white For the dark theme, in my mind, it should be black, but it's white. So, um, I'll look to resolve that issue um, later. Moving onward and forward, when it comes to the um, library, you know, the SFB library, there's actually uh, quite a few from from frankdom i need to update the library for it and i apologize for not getting back to that sooner i really need to hunker down and get back to that maybe this weekend maybe not it depends i got a, i've got a next week and a half is kind of a, a busy time for me uh, with, um with them helping out with something at my church um and the, also the fedcom library I'm, there's also chris newsy has the the, the um gunboats, which I need to add into um, the library. So with that, that is the news for this week. And it's me, i the one old Paul friends welcoming you to Star From the Universe on call. And tonight, well, we have Doug. How you doing, Doug? Hey. How you doing? Good, good.
2: I are here. How are you guys doing?
1: <laughs> okay, good. Oh, and, and also I muted Jeff. That was weird. Okay, well Jeff's here too. <laughs> well, good evening, everybody. Good evening. Okay, they're live. Dun, dun, dun. Don't mind me. I'm just giving myself. Oops. And turn off the audio for my iPad. Hey, Chris. Um. Chris Newsy is it has joined us tonight, so that's good to see. But anyhow, we'll have, talk a little, a little about audio quality. Hopefully, hopefully this week, my audio quality will be a little better on the recording, at least when it comes to the um, um, the audio only, you know, on the podcast and not YouTube. Because of I added a, a speech denoiser which I, I listened to a little bit of the pre-show of the of the news portion that I recorded before the show and it seemed to, to improve things because there was a little whine and so forth and, you know no so so a high-pitched hum and it seemed like it got rid of the high-pitched hum which hopefully still has a little bit of an echo, but like, I'm not sure if that, it can solve that problem. But the echo of the walls, because I don't, I don't, I, these are solid walls, you know, there's there's nothing to absorb the the sound off of things. So, and I don't, i might I might look into some some padding or something. Actually, I got some from, from my daughter. Maybe I'll steal that from her because she never did use it. But anywho, getting back to the actual show. And and not our technical difficulties. Tonight I've, I was thinking about topics, and the topic I was going to start off with is, is a topic not, not, actually okay, it's not quite a repeat topic because I can't remember discussing this before, but I have discussed this kind of discussed this before, which is a Saltorian t- tournament cruiser. Now, what I wanted to talk about with that ship is this. And that is, I wanted to talk about, is at the moment, okay, the Sultorian is not exactly the greatest ship when it comes to the tournament.
0: With that, perchance, for understatement, one would think you're
2: British. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we did talk about this um, at length uh, about a month ago. Maybe two they months have... ago, when 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 you had that tournament fight and
1: you were talking about well, tactics and stuff. Yeah, I did have to talk about no, but I I'm, I'm, I'm on, yes. Oh yeah, I I know we've talked about the Sultorian. We talked about matchups with the Sultorian. We talked about tactics with the Sultorian. The one thing we have not talked about what can be done, if anything, to improve the ship's standing. Is it is it is it pure? Okay. This is always the difficult part, and I know this is the most difficult part, of of changing any ship in the tournament. And that is, do you need to change the ship at all? Is Or <clears throat> is it purely... Excuse me. Is it... Okay, just make sure. Every once in a while, I, I mute my, my mic and I forget i don't unmute it for some reason it's weird but anyway um
2: oh we'll let you know if you may, if you do that
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay anyway um the, the thing is with any chip that you, you want to change to improve the question is is it purely a tactical issue because lord knows um if you go back in the history of the andromedan Great. Back in the beginning of the annals of time itself, the Andromeda ship was actually not that powerful of a ship. It really was not considered all that powerful of a ship. It, 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 it still well, isn't. Well, that's a different story. It's, that's, 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 that's 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 first finishes one point, which is. When when it had all the all the power it needed, because it did, it had all the power it needed. It had the the four A, four AWRs. It had four impulse engines. It had all twenty four warp power. In addition, then you had also the, the four AWRs, so you could you didn't have to slow down to have the dizzy dev and use that. It had the um the six batteries. It had everything it needed, but it wasn't considered overly powerful. And the only reason it wasn't considered overly powerful was tactics. No one, or at least, sorry, this this is pre-Paul Scott. Paul Scott came up with (laughs) a new set of tactics that could be used with the Andromedan to actually win with the Andromedan. Because this is when they go back to South Carolina style versus New Jersey style. South Carolina style, which is the original tactics that you would use as an Andromedan player. Is you, you lie in, beat on your, beat on your opponent, and then just dev away. That's, that's, that was, that was all, that was you, that's how you flew the ship. And of course, what what is the thing that evened out things for the Andromedan, for the tactic? That is displacement device. There's a one in six chance that you can fail, and then after that, you have a one in six chance that if it fails after it fa- if you say oh, oh it fails, then you have a um a one in six chance that you stay right there. You don't move, but you are you act as you displaced as in you still have to you still have to go woo, flying in right towards your opponent's ship and then when your opponent goes, oh goody, and then kills you. Well, not quite, not quite that easy, but you get you get the point. Versus the New Jersey style, which was less using the Dizzy Dev less for escape and more for tactical positioning. So if it failed, okay, it failed. You know, you can still so you can still beat your opponent because you're not relying on the displacement device to es- to escape your opponent's wrath. You know, and of course, then we have the what was called when it comes also with the South Carolina style. There was also what was called the the Burnside maneuver, which was failed displacement, fail failed to, you know, escape, and then. Th- the only other way to escape your opponent was that you'd head away well and then break down bingo and that's that's <laughs> what the Burnside maneuver is i you remember
0: know. hearing about that
1: yeah <laughs>
0: it's usually followed by quite a bit of blue language we would get flagged for if we repeated
1: here yeah yeah, yeah. so you know this uh, a, uh, i'm because so that the thing was that it was tactics, and when the tactics improved, the ship's fortunes improved. And once there, went oh, whoa, 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 back up, back up, back up. The is too good. It wasn't too good two years ago, but then all of a sudden, they, you know, Paul Scott comes in, and comes up with a new way of flying the ship, and then becomes too powerful. Now of course the the. I was okay. I'm gonna whine here, okay? Just let me whine. and I have some cheese to go <laughs> along <laughs> with that wine. The so. cheese is ready. The yeah, cheese, cheese is, is ready. ready. Cheese is ready. Um, and that is <laughs> that. I remember I was there when Mister Patrick grew together. People, you know, the players, especially the, the really good players, and of course the the Andromedan players. Who knew how to really knew how to fly the ship, and wh- they ask, okay, what can we do to tweak the Andromedan so it's not as powerful? And what did Paul Scott say? He said, decrease the number of batteries. He he nailed it on the head. nailed it on the head. And if if they would have left everything the same, power, everything else, the ship you know, the amount of internals for the ship, everything else. If everything else was left the same and you just squeak the batteries. He said three. I still I still disagree with three. Three is too small. You need four. Yeah. You need four. At the minimum four.
0: The 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 thing is is that the Andromeda mm-hmm. has always been a finesse vessel. You don't have the crunch power of any other galactic power in the tournament. And the about the only thing you really have going for you is the fact that You have, if you've got cherry panels, you have the ability to eat twice the damage of any other vessel in a similar position. And the thing is, is that because you end up using 180 degree shield facings, you 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 need to be able to manage that, and that's the that's where the power of the of the andromedan was. If you were back in the era of paper and pencil and three hour tournament turns, it got really hard when you were stuck with TRLs. But the thing was, is that even then, a lot of people thought it was too potent because you needed a lucky fed to get internals on the first pass, and that was the metric most people were trying to apply. Right, how hard. How hard is it to get internals on the first battle pass? And if you can't do it, then
1: something's wrong. So what this then brings to me is then you compare it against the Orion. Let's say that you hit the Orion's brick and you get no internals. So you so now the, the Orion's too powerful. Yeah. Really? No. Yeah. Uh, no, the, it, the, the, the other thing is the other thing is that when you,
2: you're talking about tactics, the Andromeda also had a thing called robot mode, basically. Where really good players could literally just run it around the map like a robot, just do robot play essentially.
1: Right, which is it wasn't in,
2: really. Yeah, it's very hard to beat if you can't get different sets of internals into it.
1: Well, and I, I, I told you, you, this, know, you
2: uh, that sucker down.
1: Right, I disagree on that point. But but because here's the thing, Yeah. The robot. What's robot mode? Robot mode is South Carolina style. Mode of, of flying, which is you just come in, rinse and repeat, rinse repeat rinse and repeat, and that's because of the batteries. Mm-hmm. And, and And Paul Scott recognized that that the problem was that the Andromeda was able to to it wasn't it wasn't that you couldn't get internals on the first on first shot first go because in my mind that's a fallacy of measurement that's a wrong measurement you're at, you're asking for the wrong thing. What right. was, what was the killer feature of the Andromeda? Was the ability to do panel dumps, yep. and and that's when Paul Scott mm-hmm. said, yep. de- decrease the amount of batteries. Now, did they listen to him? They did not. So, what did they yeah. try to do? They, tw- well. they 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 did not at the, at the beginning of it. They did not. What they did is they tweaked it down and de- instead of changed the TRL, H is to trls, and then they tried. Okay, oh, that's not powerful enough. So they gave it eight phaser twos instead of the six that it had. And it's like ah oh, that's not nah, still not quite there it wasn't un- until because it's still because they basically they they borked it you know at that at the point you know you really couldn't hmm. you know you need they, they wanted to, to, to completely give, give it any chance whatsoever which and and then finally finally yeah, we, the- we, we, we get back to the, to the hmm. beginning to have a ship which is not what it what it was but closer to what it was you know it says the trh has a six phaser twos has the tweaked batteries so it's decreased batteries so it can't do the panel dump which is which was the issue with the Andromeda, because basically you could hit the Andromeda, and all of a sudden you could do a panel dump and gone the the, the any damage that was on the panels is gone that was the key issue, and Paul Scott recognized that off the bat. And if they would have tweaked it just in that one measure, one measure, they could have fixed it like that. It didn't – It, didn't, it didn't... Yeah, and
2: that's, the, that's endemic. But that's endemic to their entire attitude of the whole whenever they ask for help. You know, they get basically the right answer from the right person, and they ignored it. And just said, okay, well, thank you for your input. Now we're going to go do what we want,
1: and well, we're no.
2: going to tweak it like we didn't hear a single well, thing you
1: said. Doug, basically, that, was...
2: that that leads people to not want to participate. Well, but that but... also digresses from talking about how what kind of how, how to deal with the uh, the self-warrant. Well, yeah, so, well, I mean well, the the whole. I, I still remember how they did changes to it not just because of that, but also because of the rules changes from one edition to the other, you know, when they, they changed how they take damage, they changed how much, um, you could dump among other things. I mean, there was a,
1: well, not, uh, there was
2: a point where it was considered unbeat- unbeatable in the beginning
1: mm-hmm.
2: because of the Andrew rules.
1: Oh, agreed. agreed. Uh, I remember, I remember Tony Menedici himself pointing out how uh, a Cobra could actually Beat a, um. Be you know a heavy you know a federation ca, and that's kind of right because of the basically there were tr heavies. Yeah, two tr heavies on a cobra. <laughs> you know.
0: Well, back back then, there there wasn't there wasn't heavy and light. There was just tr beams.
1: Right. What what currently was called tr heavy is basically was the tr beam. It's the original
0: tr beam, yeah.
1: You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, and the, the, the point, the point being is that the, the, the problem with the Andromeda was not, was not at all a um, issue with the ship. It was an issue with tactics. After the tactics were brought forward, now it became actually a viable ship. Because before that time, it was basically like playing the Fed in that you when you were playing it, you're rolling the dice. And you are praying that you'd never broke down on, on your Dizzy dev. You are always just praying that you, you didn't that didn't happen. And same for the yeah. for the Fed. The Fed is praying that he does not fail when when he rolls his dice for those overloaded photons, that those photons hit. If they if you have if you miss with four overloaded <laughs> photons. You're a deep doo doo at that point, just because. Yeah, I
0: saw I saw the tournament once. The federation guy was in good firing position. He the uh, guy he was playing let him get to range three, um, and he let go four overloaded photons, and the the guy across from him yelled out Yahtzee because he saw four sixes.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: And and at that point, the fed the fed conceded at that point mm-hmm. because the the. The luck, the luck pass. Uh, when 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 the Fed gets to that point, I mean, yeah, it's 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 just one of those things. It's hard to recover from.
1: Oh, agreed, agreed, and and that and that's what with the but with the change in tactics, it solved the issue for the Andromeda, and then comes a really viable um, um, tournament ship, where it, I think it won multiple um, cap, you know um, gold gold hats, you know.
0: It became it became the it became the popular ship for a while because mm-hmm. it had it had the, the finesse power to really, really do <clears throat> if you played it right, you, you had a hard time losing.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, and,
0: and when you're when, to, but to circle excuse. back to the, the current Celtorian issue is is the Celtorian issue has a slightly different set of problems, but it's very similar to the Andromeda. Right. The Celtorian has in the crunch, a reduction in crunch power the longer the game goes on. Once you have battered down the enemy's shields, your shield crackers become worthless. All they do are hits, hits on the SSD to take. Agreed. Because Agreed. If, if you don't have any shields to crack, then they can't actually do any damage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, The only thing it can do is it can um, basically cancel general reinforcement if you want to um do a hit and run raid on a down shield that's about the right. only benefit at all that the sword tone hand has in that okay but okay so now we'll, we'll get we'll get to to the saltorian itself and that is can is there tactics that can be worked on to alleviate the issue with the saltorian because I, 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 as as has been pointed out before, and I'll, I'll just go through for for the audience, and that is what what are the major issues that I, I think within Celtorian? Number one is that it has no seeking weapon, and uh, you could say, "Well, the Fed doesn't have a seeking weapon; it, it doesn't have the same issue." Well, the, the no, reason the Fed has a drone. Well, now it does but the idea and shuttles yeah with sultana you want so shell yeah. too but those are good for um if you're going to do a knife fight the, then the shuttles come very very mm-hmm. useful but there's nothing that's gonna... I see
0: where I, I see where you're getting where you're going with this the the thing is is that the the Primary, the primary differences between the Andromedan and the Seltorian is the Seltorian uses cruiser engines, and the Andromedan uses new cruiser engines. Thirty at one versus twenty-four well, at
1: two-thirds. That 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 does definitely brings up a point. And then let me just let's first point out. Let's re, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get that in a moment. We're 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 not looking for solutions at the moment. Um, and I don't think that is. And here's something. The cause. Yes, what is Here's a question. Um, well,
2: one of the issues when we talked about this before was simply a matter of how much data is there about it, because how many people play that ship and played right. it during tournaments mm-hmm. to get the feedback for win-loss ratios? I mean, granted, I don't remember ever hearing about it, and I could be wrong, because I haven't been to Origins in ages, and basically I kind of stopped going when they uh got rid of the gold hat there um the i don't recall them winning a tournament a gold hat tournament with it
1: oh agreed agreed um, but some
2: tournaments i don't think have been that, won that, with that many it, yes. people
1: played it to really oh uh, well because the thing
2: is it, the more people that play the thing the more different tactics you'll see employed until somebody figures out how to make it work right agreed and and it, it just and one of the things that i think i may have thrown out there was why not just change it from the cruiser version to the war cruiser version if they had one but when you're talking about a thing with it had what 10 phaser ones at one time and they changed it to eight is i'm am, am i right in that i don't have yeah that the, 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 the 10 that phaser stuff.
0: the 10 phaser one version of the seltorian yeah. people quit bothering with the shield crack and the uh, other primary heavy yeah. weapon and That's... just drove it like a phaser boat and it was it was deemed to be too potent and they, they decided they needed to nerf it.
2: Right, and, and basically that would be, when you're talking about like, how, how do you wanna use tactics to alleviate the problems? Well, you could still drive it as an eight phaser phaser boat when you have the shield crackers helping out and just get the other shields down and once once it's all gone you don't have to worry about your field crackers anymore because you've got other heavy weapons you can use at that point
0: well I think you can
2: maintain I I
0: think and do damage
2: uh, it's just it becomes a finesse boat not a crunch boat
0: right and it's it's rather large for a finesse boat um it's not particularly fragile which is often typically what you see with finesse boats because once you start doing internals to the andromedan or the orion um it's, or, the LDR. It, it's, it, or the ldr or the ldr uh it's pretty much close to over uh the thing is is that the point uh, paul makes about the uh the seltorian doesn't have any real viable options short of a point blank range don't have the power for movement anymore knife fight to split fire between the cruiser and a seeking weapon or a plasma torpedo or something else to try to draw the fire away from the ship and that's that's a problem the Andromedan has too but the Andromedan has the disdev to kind of make up for the fact that they draw massive amounts of fire and they can mitigate at least at the beginning a massive amount of damage in comparison to the other into comparison, any one shield face for anybody else. Um, And the the point is valid when you've got three or four drones sitting out there following behind the cruiser, the guy you're about ready to to haul has to decide what's he gonna do about the follow on attack if he's gonna continue to be in a position where it's gonna matter. It's why denying position for somebody who uses seeking weapons of one kind or another is so important. Tactically.
2: Okay. Well, I think you just kind of answered a the question there. I mean, because those are all tactical considerations.
1: Yeah. Agreed. OK. Because okay, the...
2: I mean, it's it the The big thing about the tournament play is that it's all choices on tactics for everything. Right. It doesn't matter what kind of sh- it does matter what kind of ship you have, but what 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 you do is there's it's a a never ending rock paper scissors kind of setup. and you know it it it's weak if you use it way x, strong if you use it way y, but you know that, that, that kind of takes away the argument Then, if it can be used in different ways like that, then it's not a problem. So, yeah, just, just a thought there. Um, cause I mean, other than redesigning it into a a, cru- a cruiser version, you know, what I see with it tactics wise is, you know, it's going to be based on what you're fighting and yeah, that's obvious choice thing number one and just not using it the way that your opponent thinks that you're going to use it is probably the other most important thing you could do. That being said, if you have problems with it, then take a step back and just totally rethink how you're going to go at the fight.
0: Because okay. there are
2: ships that are just... Yeah, like, like the the win orca thing. That that ship is like literally right down the middle of everything you need in the tournament. Whereas the Fed is the Fed can be played as a finesse ship. It just takes forever to finish a map. If you a match if you if you play it on the long range side, you know, you can grind people down using procs photons and high speed. You know, you're just not gonna be running it as a phaser boat. Or you can run it as a phaser boat holding partial overloads until the end is a coup de gras method. There's just so many different ways you can play most of the ships. Um, if you want a little bit of heresy in it, I think that it's possible that because of the shield crackers, the issue with that not being effective once shields are no longer the issue. Um, it, it is, maybe something that you should just cut out of the tournament
0: because
2: mm-hmm. there's only so much balancing you can do once you get past the core original races i think it's are you talking about are you talking about how the uh
0: the, the tournament king angle has
2: uh
0: has f's and
2: uh <laughs>
0: Yeah.
2: No, I'm just saying once you get past the original boats that you had in the tournament, you know, before like additional stuff like the Sultorans were added on. Right. Yeah. I even got you. LDR gets tricky. So. Yeah. yeah. LDR.
0: And, and that's true. I mean, there's has something. A it, 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 it. To it.
2: Oh yes, it does. I love the LDR. I used to play that all the time. The uh when I was in tournaments, the did rather well with it. The the thing is though, the more of a one trick pony that something is, the less viable it is in a tournament. I mean the something that an Andromeda player absolutely never wanted to see was a mirror a mirror match. You know? Yeah. They didn't want to get I in. I can see that against five other players and everybody's playing orion or everybody's playing andromedans and then it's like oh my god they have to grind out like to the time limit and who did who did an internal that that guy wins you know pretty much but but uh, with with the cell you've got basically a couple of options that come to mind and it and it's really going to be dependent upon what you're fighting and it's not as versatile a ship as pretty much most of the rest of the tournament cruisers.
0: Yeah, you're pretty uh, much you're pretty much committing to of, a long drawn-out slog with the, the Seltorian. Um, hey, Paul, if you've got or it getting handy, right
2: into that knife fight.
0: Yeah, if you've got it handy, uh, what's the heavy weapons suite on the on the tournament Seltorian? What is it? Two shield crackers and two. What's the other one?
1: It's two shield crackers, four particle cannons, four eight phaser, one, eight phaser ones, and mm-hmm. four phaser threes.
0: Uh, what's the other? Not the uh, phaser suite, but the other heavy weapon, particle cannons? Particle
1: cannons. There are four of them. Four. I wonder I wonder
0: how how well the ship would operate t- tournament wise if you replaced the pair of shield crackers with a fifth particle cannon.
1: that'd be interesting. Actually, three shield crackers. Um by so it have two shield crackers and five that would be interesting. See, uh the the problem with that in my mind is it becomes it it, it breaks the power budget. Bingo. Yeah. That's that and that's is, what,
0: and that's why I brought up the fact that it's got cruiser engines instead of war cruiser engines. A war cruiser engine can go speed 30 and still have four points of warp power left over. Whereas a standard cruiser, if it's going to go speed 30, it's burning all of its engines to do it, except for a couple of oddballs like the Gorn.
1: Right. See, here's the here, here's always the gotcha, with, with war cruiser engines versus um, heavy cruiser. You know, basically two thirds cost a warp versus one, uh, and as it is, the Satorian um, heavy cruiser has 32 power, 32 warp. So, okay so it's it's not like it, it's it is kind of so it's got the
0: gordon cruiser engines it's got a okay, hot, so hot water it's got a little bit yeah it's got a little bit and the thing is is that if you're going to do speed 16 or speed 18 or so or or whatever your your typical tactical combat speed is it's going to give you more balance power than war cruiser engines would the the thing is is that if it is light on power then maybe Drop a uh, drop one shield cracker in favor of a fifth particle cannon, and drop the other two shield crackers in, in in favor of reactor boxes.
2: Or you could kind of leave it the same because once once your shield crackers are no longer needed, you have that extra power for other systems. That's true. And they
0: don't, and the shield crackers themselves I mean, don't have the, the leaky capacitors like the uh, particle cannons do. Oh, or am that. I remembering something else?
1: Yeah. One second.
2: I just had to step out of the room for one second,
1: the uh, Understood. Understood.
2: family um, was in the background too. Uh, <laughs> No, no, I actually didn't have anything to
1: say there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the, to, okay, here's the thing. When it comes to power, when it comes to two thirds versus one um, movement cost ships, is what's the trade off? Do you actually get more power available to use for your weapons? That's the, that, to me, that's the critical thing. Is to, So that's. If, if if the problem is power, which I think part of the problem is, is power, that the Satorian needs more power so it can move faster and still charge its weapons, because the big one of the big issues in my mind of the particle cannons. This, this is a, one of the issues, but there's also a benefit to the to them. The issue which is half the energy that you put into the particle cannons you have to have that much power the next turn to maintain that energy so if it's if you have three points of power into the into the capacitor at the end of the turn you have to put one and a half points of power into that particle cannon to maintain the that that three points of power so basically it's still so you only have a fifty percent savings, you know. Obviously, the, the one of the benefits of the particle cannons. There's two actually. One which is rarely used, which is it can fire twice a turn, which is once every twelve impulse. Which is obviously it's an issue because you can't fire as quickly as your opponent. But you can fire twice a turn if if you if if the opportunity arises, which is I know is a rare rare thing. And um, but the other thing when it comes to that is that the other benefit does a particle cannons have which is it has the ability to to fire standard or overload you don't know, if you if you put enough energy for overloaded you don't have to fire the particle cannon as an overloaded particle cannon so if you don't reach overloaded range you're still good you know you're not locked into overload you're not locked in overload power so if he flies away and all of a sudden you see a it doesn't get into range eight but it shows up down shield a very weak shield you can fire a standard um particle cannons at that shield and possibly knock it down and get internals um which would be good now when it comes one thing that i think could be tweaked in the tournament cruiser is change the this is a minor tweak but it is it is a benefit to the tournament cruiser, South tournament cruiser, which is changed the the um, uh, shield crackers, shield cracker size. Well, 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 actually, web breakers, which have a shield cracker mode, but the web breaker, so that it can can be hit on torp hits. Therefore, it can protect those particle cannons for 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 the future so so even though they might not provide a a an offensive benefit later on the game they do do provide a defensive um benefit of being able to be hit on internals on those weapons which might be useless by that time like having it you know taking when it comes to hit a drone get a drone hit but you, you take it on you know like an ad rack because of you know, your opponent doesn't have any, uh, you know, anything really to, to fire ad, ad, ad rounds uh, on, you know? <laughs> right. So, you know, so it, it, it still provides a benefit defensively in, in that case. And so that... Brings up, of course, the question is in my mind is that the one of the issues is power, which is how do you increase the power, the power curve. Do you do um, a a war cruiser, which a war cruiser variant? Which of course, the problem with the war cruiser variant in my mind is that it will have less particle cannons. My, I, 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 that's one thing I have to double check which is whether it actually... If the Teltorans have a war uh, cruiser, and if it did have a war cruiser, my guess is that they would would go from four particle cannons down to three. That would be my guess. I I, I suspect
2: suspect they might not, because they were very late war entries. Right. Given their history and lore.
1: Yeah. That's just a guess. Right. Which means... Would, would that would, would the solution, would the solution, be to give up some of that padding on the internals and basically create a um, specialized Seltorian ship, for you know, it's, it's like the, the, the crate, the Dromund crate, which is.
0: I was just about to say there is precedent for making something wholesale uh out of or making up something completely unusual or unavailable in the standard universe simply for use in the tournament because it's the only way to balance.
1: Right. Exactly. Um so that that that's but to that that could be a viable solution. Now when it comes just to a quick mention about the RPS thing which which Doug you mentioned earlier, that is unavoidable. Period. Across the board, there's always going to be an RPS issue. Some matchups are going to be better for a ship than others. That is just the way it goes. There is no there is no way to say you can a ship can ever win fifty. It could be 50 for against all opponents. That's impossible to do. Yep,
0: and the thing about it is, is that. A really good player could be sitting, could be sat down at, uh, at the uh, preliminary round with a double blind setup, not knowing what they're going to fly until they open the envelope cross sitting it with their opponent and still do well. Whereas someone who spends a lot of time and effort building tactics available for a single empire is going to find themselves at a disadvantage if they're going into a round like that blind. Uh, and but what you're getting at right there is is the <clears throat> this race is strong or this empire is strong against this empire that empire is strong against somebody else that <laughs> other party is strong against everybody else except this one guy over here which is super popular which means nobody uses this other guy. I mean, when was the last time you saw an ISC tournament cruiser?
1: I've actually seen him quite often um, more more than more than you would think. Um, but this reminds me of one that, that reminds me of th- something that I saw in a, a free, a, a, I don't know how, how long ago this was. It was in a captain's log, which is a tournament rule, uh, it was a tournament tactic, which was look at last year's winner and choose the best ship that beats that. Because, <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember that argument yeah, the back.
1: Because then, then, then what people do, they say, oh, that must be the best ship. No, it's not the best ship.
0: I remember somebody talking, I don't know if it ever happened or not, but I, I remember somebody talking about running a tournament that was probably not gonna be rated, but they were gonna run a tournament. And uh, last year's Origin winner, mm-hmm. the uh, the ship they flew was going to be ejected from the tournament, uh, unable to be selected. In order to encourage people to choose down the list of
1: other of other empires to play. Understood. Understood. Yeah, actually, one one of my favorite um, non-rated uh, ace tournaments is the Master Tournament or Masters Tournament. Basic. Do you, do you know how that runs, Jeff?
0: Oh gosh, I remember a little bit about it, but that was twenty-something years ago, okay. and I've slept since then.
1: I'm not sure. Well, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tournament that's only been available online. And here's. Okay, then. Here then is. then it's
0: not what I'm thinking it was.
1: Right. To my knowledge, I think it's only been available online. Which is the what it's a tournament of is that everyone gets a a ship ran, randomly selected for themselves. The only thing you can do is you can say, okay, I don't want to fly this ship. And I think that they removed the Andromeda from this sh- from this this tournament because not many people know how to play the Andromeda, so it's like okay, we'll we'll, leave, we'll keep that one out of this tournament just for that fact. And then we, then you have your matchups get get set, and the idea is that whichever ship you beat, you on the next round, that's your ship. So if you're
0: flying, oh,
1: so if you're flying oh, a Klingon goodness. against a Seltorian. Yeah, awesome. And you're the Klingon. You beat the Sultorian. You get the Sultorian in the next round. So the person that's going to be the best player who knows how to take advantage of the the abilities of the the ship they're given to them at any time. And it's, it's it's a that's why it's my favorite tournament because of you you I love that concept. You can't. Yeah, it
2: is. It's a fun one.
1: Yeah. You can't be stuck into oh, I only play Gorns, or I only play Zinnies or only play Romulans or Klingons or Feds or whatever. No, you can't you can have preferred, yes. But you better know how to fly every single kind of ship that's in the tournament. Or at least have a good good. Hey, chance. why
2: don't we do that at, like Why don't we do that at the next gamers?
1: Mm. Oh, of course! I, I, well, I, I love to run. that. The, the
0: the best way, if you're going to do that paper and pencil on tabletop, the best way to do that would be to set everybody up with um have an envelope for every have an envelope for every player plus a couple of spares because reasons, and each each envelope has has the SSD for the for the for the ship. And you don't know what ship you're picking up until you start your first match, and then you just, you just usurp whatever you beat as you go on through the. That would be one way to do it in person.
1: Oh, agreed, Uh, agreed. And if I was going to do it in person, uh, I'd probably want a, you know, one of those the the Manila envelopes spread, uh, and and then have like multiple copies of the same ship, so you just okay give when you if you lose okay you you give your 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 folder to or not folder but you know your envelope to right, to, your to, to the to the, to to the winner to your, like here winner. okay yeah. so so you have your ship already for the next round you know yeah. i like that yeah. I, yeah. I and
2: like... maybe a slightly earlier sign up time to the start time
1: mhm
2: so it's not, not not a casual walk in deal
1: Right. Oh, agree. Agree. You know, when you run a tournament, you, you need to have um, pre pre registration on on those kind of things to know how many people at least approximately will be showing up, and obviously yeah, the start time would have to be okay. We're starting at uh, doors open. We're starting the tournament right then.
0: And just as just to throw this out here for the in for the idea, if if you know you're going to have ten players, uh, then I would prepare fourteen envelopes. Simply because you never want to show up with ten known coming players mm-hmm. and ten envelopes, because whoever shows up for registration last and gets whatever's left is going to win. You know it.
1: Yeah. Oh, agreed, agreed, and and you never know um, if you have ten, you might have a few more that that, that come, you know. Right. But,
0: Not to mention the fact that you know yeah. you 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 know when you get to those those odd odd stopper numbers in the tournament tree, you're going to have to try to figure out so on and so forth, in which case if you've got somebody who's, who's playing by fights, um, then you just, you'd have to figure out a way to handle that, perhaps giving them their choice of their choice of ship, just to encourage them to sit down and play play around without committing to the rest of the tournament. Mm
1: -hmm. Understood. And, you know, because the, the big but those team. are
2: all small details that can be worked out. Right, oh right. yeah! Oh yeah!
1: Yeah, yeah, because the the, the the it's definitely that kind of tournament would be a multi-day ter- tournament. Oh yeah. Because of just because. Oh game, yeah,
2: gamers is a multi-day event too. Did I mention that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, you, sh- you have to given, if it's an SFB tournament, you have to give everyone at least a, a maximum of three hours. You know or yeah you know, uh, i believe it's
0: of, a minimum of three hours Is if it, you want it to be rated
1: right well
0: the, the the time limit cannot be any shorter than three hours you correct. can't call it before three hours but if you've got the time and you want to let it run long that's i think that's still a judgment call of the
2: judge running
1: mm-hmm.
2: Right. Uh, if i remember correctly they didn't care um until they got to uh rounds yeah, on which one you and, were doing.
0: Yeah, if if you had if you if you had a if you had the the preliminary round and it did something funny, I don't think anybody'd look askance at you. It's, but when you get up to the, the the semifinals and you have things running weird, that's when you're going to draw the attention.
1: Oh, agreed, agreed. Um, oh yeah, it, the yeah. It's kind of rare for that too, so it that too.
0: Oh yeah. Generally speaking, uh, the, the preliminary the rounds, yeah. unless you have a case of hot dice, um, the ter- the preliminary rounds generally uh, remove enough of the riff wrap that the semifinals or the quarterfinals will uh, will be telling.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed, um, and if and the thing is, if you really really want want to have it so that if you have these. People that really want to play a lot of SFB in in, in one weekend, um, obviously the the best way to do that to encourage it, you know, to, to have it so they say, okay, yeah, you get knocked out the first round, but you can still, but you're still in the tournament, which is um, a Swiss style tournament where you know, yes, you oh, lose, yeah. but then Place you a patrol tournament, not quite, no, you then mm-hmm. the, what happens is. Okay, the the losers all play each other, and they can basically they they then you, you okay the winners of the losers oh, gotcha. of the first round then they go on to another round and, you, and finally you match it back up at the very end where you have the um the the winners the winners of the winners of the first round and then the, the winners of the losers of the first round and they meet up so so it. So it's not like right. you're one game and you're out, you know. Yeah,
0: which is what's like a lot of a
2: lot yeah, of leagues play fun. that way. Yeah, would be great. Uh, well, here's here's a thought. Since if we're if we're going to consider doing this at Gamers, and I haven't made a decision yet about Gamers this summer. I've got a couple venues I'm still talking to. Uh, actually, I actually have three that I have stuff out with. Um, the, the thought that I have for this, because, you know, we're not Origins, we're not Gen Con, you know, I'd be happy if we had a bracket of eight people show up, I'd be stunned, happy, amazing, I won't do a jig, but, you know, the if you want to get the maximum play value for the players, I was thinking that what you just said would be a good format, but also – Maybe a patrol style thing where you can play as much as you want on Saturday to get, you know, a, a score uh, that gets you into or not the next round, which would be on Sunday. And on Sunday, you run it down for, you
1: know, a Monday playoff. Well, if that could work well if I actually come on Mondays.
0: Um, the other aspect yeah. of
2: that is, well, is it, it might know, not, it's not just, work
0: for gamers, but you, it might work for gamers. Guess other what? Games.
2: I'll be there on Monday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> when by default, I love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoever shows up, yeah. yeah. So, I,
2: yeah. Chance, no, no, Chance, I mean, Chance, it, as in I would abstention. be there on Monday regardless. <laughs> of, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not sure oh, if I, I was... would be playing.
0: What i was thinking was is that if you're going to set up something like that then you might even offer bonus points on the patrol pool based on based on unpopular or uncommon empire rate uh, of uh, ships being being selected like if somebody actually wanted to try the seltorian out you'd give them an extra 10 or 15 points or or whatever so it's not unbalanced hugely unbalancing cool. but it's it's a little it's a it's a little better than hey wait a minute well if i'm going to get knocked out in the first one anyway might as well try something new
2: okay another thought is uh, maybe what we could do is say run it as a master's tournament because i actually really like that idea
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you just say okay here's all the ships in it Tell us one ship you want to exclude yourself from for the first round. And after that, you're on your own. And we can limit how many ships are in it. I mean, you could make it the core races or you could make core races plus a couple extra, or you can make it all of them. That would be up to Paul who's running the game with whatever, you know, input uh, he might get from the players for his final decision. What's going to be the format of the tournament. But, But this is just a thought, you know, I really like that idea. And I think you could call it a challenge match, you know, master style challenge match. And that would be a unique little match that we could have at gamers where you come in and, Oh yeah. You know, if you were going to origins, you would expect to play the fed the whole way through, but you come into this match. It's like, okay, you can exclude say you don't like Orion. You exclude Orion. I don't want to play Orion in the first round. But if you play against an Orion in the first round and you beat them, you've got that ship. But you also have the caveat that if you win with that ship, you're going to have something else. You know. And and the idea is just come in and play every ship to the best of your ability.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? Of course,
0: that does bring so up an I think that question.
2: would be. Excellent thing. Yes, sir.
0: Um, There are a couple of empires it. that have an either or option in the tournament. The KR versus the King Eagle, the Black Shark versus the Oxbox, the Medium Raider versus the Tournament Cruiser. Those are the three that I come mm-hmm. up with off the top of my head. If since you have such a an embarrassment LDR. of yeah. riches uh, for the, the number of actual ships and a slightly smaller number of empires to choose from, maybe letting someone have their choice of that empire when it's the next round might be something to think about. Because some people might choose between the, the Black Shark or the Oxbox differently based on other things. Particularly the way they like to play. Just well, a the thing
2: is they're not choosing their ship on the first round. Yeah.
0: No, 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 no. not the first round. But say, say the first round. I say the first round. You play me, and I'm, I'm, I'm flying the black shark, and you beat me. And you'd rather fly the ox box in the next round. Because it's still win. You you beat the win, so oh, you I'd get your no. choice of the I'd you get the no choice of the win options.
2: Yeah, but. But even with different ships, there's still two, two different very really, two very different ships. I mean because if you if if Paul says we're having all the tournament ships in it, okay, then that means that you have a chance of drawing the Oxbox or the Orion or or, or the the Black Shark. You know Right,
0: I I understand. I just you're gonna end something up I was throwing out there, out there for, for consideration not oh, to yeah. mention the fact that there's there's the other aspect of this and this is the this is the 375 pound klingon in the room um are you going to lock the options mounts Yep.
1: Yeah. i would say if no. i'm stuck if, if i'm stuck i'd say let them choose their own options no uh, but that... let
2: them choose their own new set of options because they didn't start with the boat but they're stuck with the boat you, know, you play you play an Orion, and you've got photons in your option mount. Somebody beats you, but they don't want to play it with that exact setup. But they're going to play that boat. I think it's reasonable to let them switch. Well,
0: no, that, switch the thing, is, no. The thing no. Is, is that you but you, a, you also have to consider somebody fall, fall. joining the
1: tournament yeah, I understand it's as a, a troll. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting thought. But here's, here's the reason why I say no, is because we've had multiple master tournaments and in those tournaments those option mounts are locked in and they're not chosen by the player we say these are okay. these when Orion's either two uh, these are two packages when it comes to the win oxbox this is the, this is the option mounts this for the GBS this is what the, this is what it has you know the idea is that it's a ship what you get you have no ability to again it comes down to you have to fly with a ship that you not that you have no way of customizing. It won't be your ship. It will be a ship. You have to optimize the tactics and play it as well as you possibly can play it.
0: That's that's probably the best okay. way to handle it, because I can see somebody who wants to play but doesn't want to spend all day at it and wants to watch the watch the collateral damage intentionally choose a bad set of options. And throw the first round to watch oh, the, good Lord. That's, the next round.
2: Yeah, I think that's uh that that's an overthinking on that. That not would it be better, like a I huge have, troll move. And the
0: thing is is that i And yeah, too much maybe time some people would do games. that,
2: but... Not, yeah. not, and, not but on the online, other side but... of that it's like if you're coming if you're coming out to do that event and you know about the event and how it's going to be set up in the first time and you're taking all the time and effort to show up and you set aside the time to play. I don't, I I, I wouldn't see somebody deliberately pissing it away like that because the thing is, if you're in a ship with the different option mounts, choose your best package because you're not going to have that ship the next round. If you win, win or lose, you know, you know, if you, If you lose, you're going to be doing something else with your time, like maybe hopping into a different SFP event if we have, like, some alternative things set up.
1: I Mm. hear you. Uh,
2: Yeah. uh... I I, I see that as probably a non-option. It would be the kind of thing you might expect, say, at a huge tournament or a huge convention where somebody has, you know, lots of tons of other options to go do. But if you're coming yeah. up for SFB and you know your options are going to be kind of limited for that week. I,
0: I agree. Not to mention the fact that yeah. if, if I were running a small, small event tournament like that, and somebody showed up with the uh, with with uh, with stupid options, like for example, having a, um, putting phaser threes in all their options. All ADP racks. Or, or all AB all, mm-hmm. all ADD racks or something ignorant like that? I would I would pull them aside and I would tell them choose right or sit it out. But that's just me. Uh, but and, thing and well, is, the is other side I've... of
2: that is, is the other thing with that is that Paul could actually set the options.
1: Right. Yeah. You're getting
2: the GBS. These are your options. You right. have option A or option B. This is your Orion package. You get option A or option B. Right, and the so,
1: the, the point I'm, tr- I'm trying to make when it comes, can to, them. Come, comes to the master tournament is that we've played it that way for a long time, and it's proven to be very well received. the, the you know, there's not like, oh no, there's, I don't you have yet to. I, you have to remember a time when people complained about, "Oh, I didn't get to choose the option mount that I wanted for this ship," you know. And it, it, it's it's been been relatively um, you know uh, balanced when it comes to overall the tournament play, you know. It, so it's it, you know it's obviously everything's going to be middle of the road, and um, so it's not going to be somebody's like the the bubble pig or oh, before it comes to the wax or you know um the the zinti option for the for the, the gps you know or whatever you know they probably have everything that was gonna be middle of the road you know
0: but anyhow it does seem like a good way to uh to to, to dispense with almost all of the the uh, prep time one needs between rounds
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh do you uh do you give the zenti their 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 drone option points or do you set that package too?
1: No, they can they, they can choose that but that <laughs> to be honest that's something that can change in between rounds. to be honest when it comes to it's those, something that can change in between rounds normally yeah right, right and here's the thing and i'm being honest about this it's a rare bird i mean really really rare bird to choose anything but the standard way of going when it comes to the zinni you know, have have your your set of fast drones you have your set have your three heavy drones you know and you make those fast and and, and then the Klingon same thing you've got you've got your your uh, I think two, two um, type four drones and and you got your you got your f- total four four fast drones and that's it you know <laughs> You know, it's rare that people choose the other options, like having ATG, like having um, a um, a long, longer, you know, a long-range drone. You know, something that can last for instead of three turns, last for like ten turns. You know, these are the options that I don't see people ever doing. You know, everyone chooses the same options when it comes to the, when it comes to the drones. You know so uh, unless one wants to really be quirky you know okay
0: i, I just i just
1: mm-hmm. i'm just spitballing here at this mm-hmm. point I'm oh understood understood i just I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see this as as, as, an, as a, an issue when it comes to the massage tournament but anyway with that actually we need to wrap it up because it's getting late and i need to package the stuff up and ship it out so gentlemen it's been wonderful to having you around, Jeff, you keep safe driving around where you're driving. <laughs> I'll do it.
0: And have a good evening. Everybody. Okay,
1: you too. Yeah. Thanks for having us on Paul. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a good night. Thank you. So had some ideas about the Seltorian, you know, some, some Maybe some some added power. Maybe I could create a, a whole customized just tournament based ship, which would be interesting to do. And we'll question, you know, would that would that solve solve the issue? And I, I know we have We're always gonna have the RPS, which is unresolvable, No matter which ship, you know, the, you can what's what's a what's a good example? Drombun versus the Fed. You know, if, if the Fed hits, the Drombun's dead game over you know <laughs> but the you know, the andromeda versus like the let's say it was one that the it probably could the Andromeda currently can do probably pretty well against the Seltorian with the with the current configuration um you know so it, it's got the speed it, it, it the Seltorian can't do the damage it can it can do um so you know it'd be interesting to see what we could come up with that would be better you know obviously um, we have the issue with that um, people don't play the Sultorian, but I, I think I think that's lesser of an issue versus the Andromedan. And the Andromedan people of completely avoid the Andromeda; they don't even want to play against it versus the Saltorian. They're pretty happy to play against the Sultorian. You know, now playing the seltoring, yeah, that's you know, it's a little different. People don't, might not want to play just because of it's considered weak. You know, it's not like it, the the weapons are, are that goofy. Uh, you know, obviously when it comes to, against the the tholian, it's actually quite nice when it comes to those those web breakers. So anyway, with that, I am Paul Franz, and I bid you a good night.